Alexander, let's talk about the article from Time Magazine focusing on uh, Zelensky. And let's talk about the article that came out the other day from uh, The Economist focusing on Zelensky. Actually, Zelensky even, uh, he wrote a short, uh, if you believe it's coming from Zelensky. <laughs> he, uh, he wrote a short, uh, yeah. He wrote a short article as well about uh, his needs. A wish list is basically what he came up with. Uh, provide me a whole new army with fighter jets and drones and surveillance and counter battery and everything. Give a, a whole new army, give it to me, and you know we'll we'll win. That's pretty much what the article is about. But uh, maybe we we start with uh, Time Magazine's uh, uh, expose on. Uh, on Zelensky, which effectively just uh, confirms all of our reporting over the last uh, year and a half. Uh, welcome, welcome to uh, welcome to Reality Time Magazine. It's it's good to finally have you uh, with us. Absolutely. I mean, bear in mind that uh, Zelensky was Time Magazine Man of the Year <laughs> last year in 2022. So, I mean, you know, we're not talking about, you know, from hero to zero. If you read this article, it's from hero to absolute minus. I mean, this is an absolutely devastating, eviscerating penpoint pen portrait of Zelensky. I mean, it absolutely takes him apart. I mean, it, first of all, and I think we need to say this, it admits that the counteroffensive has been a failure. I mean, it, it, it essentially says that. It says that the counteroffensive has failed, the losses have been enormous, there's no real military plan to victory, nobody can come up with one, and the whole situation is basically uh, 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 turning round and Ukraine is clearly losing. But at the centre of it all, they portray a uh, um, Zelensky who, you know, is all, all the time inside a bunker, who's gloomy and morose and depressed, who's got a messiah complex, who uh, um, is delusional, who gives crazy orders, like, you know, trying to capture Gorlovka, whose generals no longer have any confidence in him, and who, uh, in many cases now, are disobeying his orders, and yet who refuses to face reality, continues to face, refuse to face reality, and who won't countenance under any circumstances any sort of negotiations. Now, if that sounds like the mustachioed gentleman of the 1940s who ended his life in a bunker in Berlin, well, it's all there in Time magazine. It's because it does. I mean, the parallels are so obvious that I can't believe that whoever penned that article didn't see them and wasn't in a kind of a way trying to highlight them. So, I mean, this is about as bad as it gets. I mean, you know, this is a man who not so long ago was being, Zelensky, was being compared to Churchill. And now we have a pen portrait of him in Time magazine that makes him appear, you know, sound, look like, more like, uh, uh, um, Churchill's adversary. Now, as you correctly said, there's nothing here that we weren't aware of before. Uh, Time magazine has only just caught up with reality, but there it is. It also shows, by the way, all these highlights, the fact that Zelensky's own staff have basically lost all confidence and belief in him. And it also confirms that corruption remains a massive problem in Ukraine. In fact, 
if anything, a growing one. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, they destroyed uh, Zelensky. Absolutely destroyed him. The funny part about the article is that his chief of staff actually posted uh, the article on Telegram and Twitter without reading it. And they thought this was going to be another glowing piece about uh, Zelensky administration. And and then they uh, they got word about what the article was really saying. And so they removed the links to that article anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, let's talk that, about, that, yeah, that is yeah. the story. They're idiots. They're idiots. Yeah, they're yeah. idiots. They're, either that or that, that's the story we're being given. Or perhaps, just, 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 just saying, perhaps it was, perhaps he posted it on purpose. <laughs> because he, he also has lost confidence in his boss. And, you know, then when, you know, Zelensky furiously came along and said, why were you posting this thing? He came along, oh, I didn't read it. And, you know, it was all a mistake. So just, just bear that in mind, because, of course, the other, the bigger story here is why are these articles appearing now? And again, I can't help but think that Zelensky is now being present, is being set up as the fall guy. The offensive has failed. And so we're trying to look for some kind of way to remove him from the scene because we've got to have a fresh start with someone else so we have this disastrous this utterly disastrous pen portrait of him by the way um it was a very interesting article in some of the things that it said apparently Zelensky is now busy trying preparing to sack his top general <laughs> and you know, that clearly is illusiony so we'll, we'll no doubt come to him in a moment in this program no, let's let's come to him right now because he may be the the, the replacement. Um, and the Economist they uh, they gave uh, Zeluzhny quite quite a big uh, a platform, a lot of exposure in their latest uh, article about Zeluzhny, and and uh, they actually gave Zeluzhny the the ability to to pen his own uh, his own wish list. But um, you know, just going back to the Time uh, Time Magazine article, just a final point that you made is is the the main question is. Uh, you know, who gave Time permission to, to publish this article because there's no way that Time would have published this if it didn't get permission from, uh, from the globalists or the deep states of the Biden, or the deep state of the Biden White House to publish such, a, such an article about uh, Zelensky. So no doubt Time was, was told, yeah, we want you to, to start uh, deconstructing the, the mythos that, that is Volodymyr Zelensky. So uh, bad news for, for Zelensky. <laughs> that, that is exactly true. I mean, bear in mind, last year they were declaring him, making him man of the year. Now they're uh, representing him in this kind of way. Um, I mean, it's absolutely clear to me it's managed. That, that they want to get him out and they want to replace him with someone else and they want that someone else to try to ar arrange a ceasefire with the Russians and they're priming Aristovich, you know, as Zelensky's former spin doctor, who's now turned on Zelensky and is calling him a dictator and corrupt and all of those kind of things. And they're getting Aristovich to go around and saying, well, you know, what we need to do is just to go onto the defensive. And uh, we, of course, we can't negotiate with the Russians. But he's basically hinting at some kind of ceasefire and freeze, all of which, of course, is so much pie in the sky in itself, but you can see that that's where they're moving towards. Yeah, which is, which is, but once again, before we get to Zeluzhny, which is why they kept Aristovich around. Um, under any other circumstances, there, there would be no way in, on this earth that Aristovich would be able to hang around Kiev and, and live in Ukraine 
saying all the things that he's been saying about the current administration. So obviously the uh, Zelensky administration, they also got word from high above, do not mess with Aristovich. Let him say what he's going to say. We understand that he's your best friend who's now your number one enemy. That makes a great story, by the way, because they love you know, to, to create these, these cinematic uh, narratives. It's a great story. The best friend, his co-star in so many television shows and, uh, and films, turns against him, and now he's the opposition. Uh, yeah, that's why they kept Aristovich around, is because uh, they, they had him as a backup, as plan B or C, you know, just in case you want to get rid of uh, Zelensky. Yes. This guy would be an, an interesting uh, replacement, but we have Zeluzhny as well. Absolutely. And, uh, and what do you make of everything that that he said on The Economist? Well, it was all very interesting. Bear in mind, again, just coming back to the Time magazine article, it's pretty clear that Zelensky is preparing to sack him. So Zeluzhny's days as commander-in-chief are probably numbered. Now, the very interesting thing about this article is that, it, first of all, um, has straightforward admissions from Zeluzhny that the offensive has failed. I mean, you know, we, we, can, we can unpick it, but that is basically what he's saying. He said it didn't work out. It didn't work out because, well, I made a mistake. I thought that if I killed hundreds of thousands of Russians, which is, of course, what he claims, then, the, then Russia would collapse. I didn't realise that Putin was this ruthless uh, tyrant and that Russia is this supine country and that the people would continue to join the military and be killed in these enormous numbers and as a result would be able to hold my armies back. So, you know, put all that nonsense, that other nonsense aside, he, he basically admits that the offensive has failed. He also gives himself, by the way, another alibi which is one which I've seen many people say. I mean, he's, it's, it's an analysis that you've seen floated around everywhere, which is that in, in modern warfare, it is impossible to obtain tactical surprise. Everybody can see what the other side is doing. So that's why, you know, we, can't, we weren't able to break through. And it, the war is therefore in some kind of a stalemate. Now, I want to say, and I really do want to say this, I don't buy that argument at all. And in terms of the absence of surprise with this offensive, well, the reason there was no surprise about this offensive is not because there are all these eyes in the sky and all these drones and all that. It's because the Ukrainians and the Western powers were talking about the offensive for months before it actually happened. It wasn't as if the Russians needed any of this advanced uh, you know, technology to see what the Ukrainians were going to do, because the Ukrainians made no secret of what they were going to do. So I just want to say those things. But anyway, he's now saying, you know, we can still win, despite the fact that it's a stalemate, despite the fact that we can't get achieve any breakthrough, but we need Miracle weapons. <laughs> we need far more weapons. Every conceivable sort of weapon. We need gunpowder, as he put it. Just as gunpowder changed the whole nature of the war back in, you know, in nature of warfare back in the 14th century. Now we need something equivalent this time in order to break through this logjam. And we could still win. And he says, you know, give me all of the things you have, the aircraft, the missiles, every single type of military equipment, and I can still win this war for you. But if you don't give me those things, well, 
eventually, because of the attrition, we might, we just might possibly lose. So he's effectively conceding that as well. If you drill through the article carefully, essentially he's um, admitting that as well. He's admitting that Ukraine, in effect, is on a trajectory to defeat, but he says you can still turn it round if you give me everything I want, and perhaps even more than that. Trying to cover his butt, but uh, it, it's he. He must realize that he's not going to get a new army. That's essentially what he's asking for. Is he wants a whole army, a whole yes. new military, yeah. and a modern, a modern new new military at that. But obviously, that um, this is not going to happen because uh, reason number one is much of the collective West has been demilitarized. They've given whatever they can to to Ukraine. A lot of countries they just don't have anything left. And uh, and the second reason is that all of the good stuff, all of the stuff actually, is going to go to to Israel. I mean, that's that's been said. I mean, they they haven't they haven't made a secret of that. The United States they've they've actually flown people to Kiev and told them everything that we have, including ammunition, first goes to Israel. So, you know, this this article from from Zeluzhny is uh, is delusional in much the same way that the, that Time magazine presents uh, Zelensky. If you take it at face value, it is completely delusional. I would add, of course, that of course Zeluzny gave an interview to uh, The Economist last year, about the same time a year ago, in which he, was, he had a wish list there, which I thought at the time was pretty fantastic. 350 tanks, six to 700 infantry fighting vehicles, 500 howitzers. And I thought he couldn't possibly be expected to get all of this kind of equipment. And he did. They gave him what he wanted. He asked for all of that last year, and they gave him what he wanted. And he burnt through it all. <laughs> he launched his great offensive with all that equipment. He'd said he'd get to Crimea with it, and he didn't. He didn't get anywhere close to Crimea. He barely broke through in any place. In fact, he didn't break through in any place at all. If you look at the front lines, they are almost exactly where they were on you know the 1st of June, before the offensive was launched. And in fact, the Russians are now pushing hard in Avdeevka and in Kupiansk, and there's been lots of reports from there, and it looks as if Ukraine is facing a severe crisis in both of these places. So he now comes back and he says, give me all these additional extra things. This impossible, this time truly fantastical wish list. There is no conceivable way that he's going to get that. But what he's actually doing, he's doing two things. Firstly, he's telling the West... And the Ukrainian people, why, despite getting everything that he asked for last year, he failed, why he didn't break through. So blame the drones and the intelligence and all these eyes in the sky. Blame the fact that the Russians have an infinite capacity to accept casualties. Blame everything, in other words, except your own strategic and military mistakes. So you're not to blame, not in any conceivable way, and say, well, you know, we can still win provided you give me even more of what I want. So, in effect, what he's trying to do, this is the way I could see this, is he's creating the alibi for why he lost. And quite plausibly, he's doing that in anticipation of him being sacked fairly soon. And quite plausibly, he's also doing that in anticipation of a presidential run, in which I suspect... He's going to present himself to the Ukrainian people as the, the man who can 
turn things round and perhaps start some kind of negotiation with the Russians? Possibly. Who knows? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Zelensky, one of the worst moves he can make is to fire Zelensky. I mean, but Zelensky's a dummy. He really is. He's not a very smart person. Actually, I think there was a former interior minister who gave an interview and said the same thing. This was like two weeks ago. He said, Zelensky is just, he's just, he's dumb. He's not very intelligent. Um, he's, maybe he's a good actor, but he's, he's, just, he's stupid. And, um, and this is a stupid move. This shows that Zelensky doesn't have any strategic thinking whatsoever because what he should do is he should keep, if he really, you know, wants Zelensky to be the fall guy and to remove blame from himself, uh, he should keep Zeluzhny in place. Well, I mean... Absolutely. I mean, but, Zelen- but by firing Zeluzhny, he gives Zeluzhny exactly what he wants. Zeluzhny gets out of this mess. When Ukraine does collapse, he's not the guy in charge. And he can start all these other things that you're talking about. Start his political career, um, you know, build up his alibi even more. Maybe even be like Aristovich and start criticizing uh, Ukraine from the sidelines. It's, it's a well, perfect position for Zeluzhny to be in is to be fired right now. Well, absolutely. And of course, Time magazine is there to help because of the way they're representing Zelensky now. So, I mean, Zelensky can quite validly say, look, it's not just I who have lost all confidence in Zelensky, so are the Americans. Just just see what they're saying about Zelensky also. Our allies, our friends and allies have no confidence in this man either. So, I mean, it's a very, very bad look for uh, uh, Zelensky altogether. I have to say, I, I, I think that this article actually, and I, you know, I'm just going to you know, take a step back. This article should really bury the myth of Zelensky as some kind of Napoleonic figure. I mean, it... it, it you, he, he comes up with these feeble excuses, because they are feeble excuses, of why he lost. Um, he's not really honest about the, the actual military realities. Um, he's still, as you correctly say, is pretending that this whole disastrous mess can be turned round. And, and I have to say this also, as a political leader of Ukraine, if he does become president, I think he will be as much out of his depth in a different way as Zelensky is. Yeah, well, I, I think the entire um, narrative around uh, Ukraine and the leadership is, is now being exposed as, as just a, 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 a media construct. It was all well, fake. I, it was all it fake. It was all fake. Everyone was, yeah, it was all it, fake. The, the Ukrainian people, the collective West, the leadership of the European Union, uh, many, many people and citizens in, uh, in, in the collective West, in the United States, were all uh, led to believe that these guys were, were, were awesome. Uh, Zelensky's a hero. He's awesome. Uh, Zeluzhny, he's, uh, he's better than, uh, than Napoleon. I mean, he's, he's going to be the one that, that finally brings down uh, Russia. It, it was all fake. All of it was fake, and it was a media... Uh, construct, uh, a complete myth. At the end of the day, we're seeing that these guys are, are just a bunch of bozos. Absolutely correct. I mean, one was Churchill, the other was Napoleon, and neither is, neither is remotely, by any conceivable stretch of the imagination, either of those things. Uh, uh, Zelensky, as I said, is a, uh, Time magazine is telling us, a delusional, morose uh, 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 character who's lost all touch with reality and gives crazy orders. And uh, Zeluzhny, this 
frankly, you know, I'm going to say it whining. <laughs> First, I mean, give me everything I want. And, you know, if it all went wrong, well, don't really blame me. I just, uh, uh, all I did was underestimate the other side and uh, uh, couldn't keep my secrets. So, I mean, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's a really, really bad uh, uh, look. And uh, that is the problem with propaganda about information control. I said this right at the start of the war. You can, be, you can have the most brilliant propaganda and information machine on the planet. You can fool pretty much everybody uh, at the start. But in the end, reality catches up with you. That was what the Germans found when the Russians got to Berlin. And it's what the Ukrainians and the West are finding now. Yeah. Just to wrap up the video, the interesting part now is, is watching um, both Zelensky and Zeluzhny focus on self-preservation. It's very interesting to see how they're, how they're each maneuvering to, to either stay in power or, or to just exist because you have the neocons, you have the banderites in the West, you have all these sinister forces that are growing angrier by the by the day, by the minute. And I'm sure that Zelensky and Zelensky understand all of this. Absolutely correct. Totally right. I completely agree. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, end the video there. The Duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Telegram, Rockfin, Twitter X, and go to the Duran shop. 20% off. Use the code the Duran 20 Take care.